Welcome to the CX Chat with Matt and Simon, the podcast series where we talk about the hottest topics in customer experience. Now, for the keen-eared amongst you, I am clearly not Matt Dyer or Simon Thorpe. My name is Craig Pumphrey, and following the CX Chat tradition, I'd love to get your feedback, questions, and suggestions for future topics. You can also find us in all the usual social places. Just check us out at hashtag CXChat. So for this week's podcast, we thought we'd uh, change it up a bit and ask Matt and Simon to give us a mini earful and talk us through their journey, give us some insights into the best bits of the CX chat. And if we're good to them, we might even get a sneak peek into season two. Gentlemen, uh, hello and welcome to your pod booth. <laughs> hello. It's very odd being on the other side of the questions. Welcome, Craig. This is payback time, guys. This is payback time. So, Simon, we're going to get straight to it because this is a mini earful. It's not a full um, podcast edition. So, according to uh, sabiogroup.com, when asked to describe yourselves, you said two blokes with bags of enthusiasm for CX both with big opinions and lots of passion for the industry. So that's a really great mission statement. Simon, how did that translate into this podcast series? Um, it's it stuck, that slogan, hasn't it? It's, um, it's something that people often ask us about. Um, so it's been a passion project, this, from, from Matt and I for a, a while now. So, um, so I joined Sabio a couple of years ago, and, um, and Matt and I kind of instantly connected, I think, around our joint desire to kind of learn more, meet interesting people, be part of a, a community that is the, the customer experience groups. Um, and we, we were very keen to try and create something that um, gave an audience continued access to you know helpful ideas and topics and themes that that could help them on their daily lives but we we were also very aware that a lot of the people that would find this interesting spend their entire life firefighting or in meetings uh, really struggling for time so so we did a bit of research and, and the podcast matt is a big fan of podcasting um and he mentioned that as a, a potential medium as a, a good way of you know people getting access to information that could be downloaded in a format that lended itself to to them, you know, using it when they're at the gym or going for a walk or whatever it might be. Yeah, and I just think on that, Simon, it was kind of prior to lockdown, we talked about it, but we just didn't get the time to execute on it. So having the opportunity to do it, I think, has been really kind of exciting. And hopefully you as a community have got a lot out of it. I mean, it's definitely one of the best things we've done, isn't it, Matt, for, um, for quite a while. And the, and, and the remit re- really was... Try and find really interesting people that had something to say. Um, try and mix it up topic-wise. Find people that we'd have a chat with, um, that we'd get on with. Um, and I'm really so chuffed with the audience. I mean, and 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 so you know, with all of the feedback and reactions we've had, and and so chuffed with the guests because they've all come with a really kind of lovely attitude to it, um, and given some brilliant anecdotes and stories and ideas. It's 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 been fascinating to learn yeah, from. Yeah, and I think and I think the key thing for me is that they've given some ideas that you can actually take away and action against, which I think is important. I listened to a lot of podcasts and that was key to kind of why I wanted to do it. Get some ideas, get some insight you don't haven't done yourself before and then act on it. 
And I think, also, guys, you know, from a from a uh, um, a listener's point of view as well. I mean, a lot of people have been really, really engaged, particularly on the social channels. So this isn't just about the podcast itself; it's about how people are following up and and discussing, you know, the issues that are really affecting them on a day to day basis. But Matt, I wanted I wanted to focus on you for a little bit because I know you've got a lot of background here. Um, you guys have covered a massive amount of ground in season one, and I wanted to really jump into some of the highlights here. So talk to me about episode five because you you covered a lot during that you talked about dior and givenchy you know repurposing their factories for hand sanitizers brew dog in your neck of the woods in uh, aberdeen doing the same thing in that episode we even even unearthed the fact that you were you know part of a support team originally at sabio and then you guys hit us between the eyes with the story of dr andrew muir woods meals for the nhs talk to me about that well, I really enjoyed that session we had with Dr. Andrew Muirwood. I think a standout quote for me was, I think he said, fake it while you make it, which I really loved. Um, this episode meant a lot to me as well, because my brother, being a nurse in the NHS, was directly touched by some of the work the guys did as part of the, kind of the business that they created. Um, and the altruistic nature and the community-driven business um, it was a testament to kind of their initiative um, in really struggling times. I think another thing that we took and everyone could take from it was the principles around creating a minimal, lovable product um, governed by the key, key guiding principles that everyone understood. So if they did veer off path in terms of the project and the objectives, they could come back to the North Star and get back on track in terms of what they were meant to be doing as an organization. So I think when everyone's embarking on a CX project, whether small or large, they could take a lot of the learnings from uh, Dr. Andrew Muirwood and his team in terms of, um, I guess, delivering projects that they have. The thing that I loved, I mean, obviously, it was a brilliant story. They've raised huge amounts of money for um, for what a brilliant cause and and, and also executed and, and kept a lot of business alive around the, um, uh, around the sourcing and delivering of food. But the thing that really inspired me from that session was taking a, a kind of design mindset and turning it and spinning it up in, in a matter of days. It, it kind of personified agile working. You know, they were running the whole thing from WhatsApp. They were, you know, they got some really smart people together and cre- created a kind of business principle that often would take you years to to manifest. You know, speed, being nimble and delivering and executing. It was just the kind of personification of what you can do if you put your mind to it. No, I was just going to say some of the themes they talked about kind of we we surfaced in other podcasts that we have. So for me, it was very much around being in an environment where they felt comfortable having views and opinions. And that sound sat very kind of nicely in terms of what Sandra talked about and the psychological safety aspect. So yeah, it was a really interesting podcast, that one. Yeah, it was such a great story and such a great cause. And uh, again, from the listener's point of view, it really surprised a few people. It wasn't uh, a standard customer experience story. It had you know real relevance in what everybody was experiencing at the time. So uh, brilliant episode. What I'd like to do now, though, is I'd like to bring us back to episode one, if I may. So Simon, you know, we kicked off with your very good friend, uh, Amy Scott, um, and she kicked the whole thing off with a very, very simple statement. Uh, Her statement was, people will never forget how you made them feel. And that was so true of the NHS episode, which we just talked about. But tell me more about the episodes in the podcast series where you took on the more emotional aspects of CX. 
That's a great question, Craig. And we've got to give a shout out to Amy because bless her. I mean, she is a dear friend of mine, but she also put her, you know, a very enviable reputation on the line to jump on the podcast and be our first first guest. Um, and it was brilliant. I mean, that gave us a lot of confidence to push on, um, you know, with the format and how we would do it. So, so big thanks to Ames for for kind of setting the standard, really. And uh, I mean, we've I reckon you could probably divide up the podcasts, and we did this quite purposely in, into two. So half the podcasts have been around team, about mobilizing teams um, and culture and employees to be able to deliver um, largely around uh, a kind of agile and, and, and mobile uh, service experience. And then the others have been about, are more about transformation um, and particularly focused around how do we deal with, you know, the mother of all um, necessity to change and transform around COVID crisis. And so... Drilling down to the kind of emotional, the first podcast was all around um, do customers actually want convenience over a kind of emotional connection? And I think we resoundingly agreed that they want both. Um, to get to that kind of emotional state where customers actually remember something um, about that interaction, you have to build a kind of culture of, of teams that are delivering that CX um, journey. And the only way you can do that is really by tapping into, um, you know, really well thought through learning and development programs, really, you know, solid employee engagement and practices, great culture. I mean, Matt just touched on Sandra Thompson's psychological um, uh, piece there that was kind of a revelation to us. We'd never heard of it and it makes complete sense and ties into loads of kind of motivational and and kind of, you know, best practice working um, environments. So it was, you know, Everything was really trying to link back to this idea that, um, you know, you've got to be continually adapting. You've got to be listening to your customers and you've got to try and create a culture of positive working. Yeah. And I think just on the Amy point, she made the um, said a sentence about the situation is bad. The way it's handled would determine how you feel about the company. And there's a great example quite recently with Wirecard. who went into receivership um, at the weekend um, and people couldn't access their money. But the way a lot of these organizations handle that um, significant aspect to people's lives and that they can't get the money, I think it will make them customers for life, even though it was a really negative situation to be in. So that really took me back to that podcast and the kind of the, the ideas and themes she talked about. And what was nice was we tried to interject it, and I hope <laughs> we we hope that this resonated with the audience, that we tried to get a kind of consultancy view, a, a kind of you know, practical kind of how do you build a strategy view? And then we tried to interject with guests that were, were kind of living and doing. So, um, you know, someone like Rob Flower, um, who was, you know, worked at some epic businesses, Amazon and Wayfair and, you know, is it Blue Nile at the moment, you know, really living the life. You know, like Nathan, who is a consultant now, but, um, you know, spent many years as uh, head of L&D at um, Walmart, Asda, you know, great to get the the kind of doing principles of what this feels like um, if you're in an operation. And I think Nathan had the best quote of the whole thing, didn't he? The watermelon metric. <laughs> we both think that, haven't we? And if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to that specific episode. Brilliant. Which is, of course, available on SaviaGroup.com for anybody that uh, wants to go and listen to it. And I think, uh, you know, what, one of the other things that, that came across very clearly was that, especially around the emotional um, connection, it's all very, very um, subjective. And 
all of your guests seem to seem to explore their issues from very very different lenses and very very different experiences which gave the whole thing a really really well balanced feel but right now i'm i'm going to move on because this is the mini earful it's not the full episode let's talk about some of the highlights around the actual practicalities around creating brilliant customer experiences so map you know we've been working together for years now and we both know that if you want something to feel natural and spontaneous you've got to plan it so take us back to episode four with the agile service piece yeah it's a good question i've been thinking about this a lot craig so amanda reynolds talked about agile which was really topical at that point in time so organizations were a lot of distress. They couldn't answer calls. They couldn't do self-service. So a lot of organizations quite quickly had to pivot towards an agile way of working rather than kind of using a waterfall method. So when we talk about doing a lot of preparation before we do a project, I totally agree. I think what organizations need to do, though, is think slightly differently and approach it differently in the agile model. You still need as much prep work to kind of execute on it. But the mindset in terms of the way, and Amanda talked about this in terms of how you need to execute needs to change. And Sandra kind of, as in her specific um, podcast as well, talked about this as well. If the mindset and the leadership's not in the right place and they're always pointing the finger, you're not going to be able to deliver agile projects. So that's something really kind of a strong theme that I took away from that specific episode. It's, uh, do you know what was really interesting in that, that kind of block? If we're chunking episodes up, uh, you know, talking to Amanda, talking to Jonathan, talking to Al, um, the thing that really jumped out at me, and I think I, I asked every one of them, was how do you get that C-level buy-in? You know, you're trying to make make some moves around transformation. Um, you know, I think Al mentioned this, the fragility of enthusiasm, which I, which I love that phrase that he coined, um, this idea that people get bored very easily. So even if you win them over initially, unless you can show almost instantaneous results, people lose interest. Um, and particularly Jonathan and Amanda's perception about how you engage with the C-level, I mean, they effectively you know, are executive um, leaders themselves. So how do you make sure that you get budget? How do you, you know, deliver against expectation? How do you kind of, you know, drive different stakeholders to a common goal? That really stood out for me. Um, and yeah. I think it was one of the reasons why a lot of transformations fail because they don't, people don't have those skills. Yeah, a big one I took away from that was, was about listening. Jonathan George, you could just tell from the, his kind of the way he talked and the way he spoke, he'd been there and done it. He talked about going into an organization and listening to the people because they typically always have the answers. But then when Al talked about kind of telling a story, he probably knows how to frame the situation and kind of land it with the relevant people. You can't have one story that kind of lands with everyone. So that was probably the key thing for me is have a story, but adapt it depending on who you're talking to. So what I'd like to do now is kind of uh, addressing the uh, the issue of the fragility of enthusiasm, Simon. Um, I'd like to thank you so much for your time today, but we can't leave it without asking that that very simple question. Season one is complete and has gone down really well. What have you got coming up in season two? I, do you know what? It's getting really exciting, actually, because when we did this, it was a bit of a pun. And, I, you know, shout out to the company we work with, Sabio. They've kind of let us get on with it um, and, and you know, just run it as we think will be interesting for, um, for an audience. And shout out to the audience for giving us lots of feedback to help tailor it. So season two, I, I genuinely, I'm super excited about it because we've got a really good blend again of um, – of, of, 
kind of practitioners, people that are in industry, um, uh, and people that have um, kind of you know just got a long legacy of experience. So we're going to kick off with um, Kate Russell. Um, so she is uh, a very eminent journalist. I'm pretty sure most people uh, will know Kate um, from being on uh, Click and on the the news on a uh, almost daily basis. You know, she is um, someone that really does know her onions in terms of technology and uh, you know what that looks like in a kind of environmental change um, and how businesses should be contending with different perspectives about technology and the the kind of evolution of of people's use of tech. We're also um, I think the second episode is going to be um, the main man, um, the rock star of CX, um, the number one <laughs> CX influencer, James Dobkins, who I just think I'm a huge fan of his. He's just a, a really cool guy. He, um, he, he just, I think, makes things sound human, um, talks a lot of sense, great fun, um, loads of charisma. So two fantastic guests to start with. I'm not going to give too much away because we want, <laughs> we want to be able to use a bit of this on social, but, you know, Two kind of really kind of in industry uh, guests that are joining us very early on. One of them is going to talk to us about how they're driving and implementing and building an emotional um, customer experience program in their business, one of the biggest businesses in the UK. So to get some practical, how are they doing the do, it's going to be incredible. And one of them is going to, um, and another guest is going to give us some real insight from the front line. So she was in a unique position to actually be in the front line of the the kind of people that service customers time and time again from one of, if not one of the biggest um, and most well-known brands. So it's a really exciting guest. Um, but the fact is, you know, we're not doing this with any particular agenda. So if people want to get in touch, if they want to hear stuff, um, let us know. We're having the best time ever doing it. We're learning and, you know, we're engaging with lots of cool, funky people. But the whole principle is if people are getting value out of it, great, we'll carry on. If they're not or they want us to do something different, then they'll let us know. Brilliant. And any uh, final words from you, Matt? No, I'm just really excited to get stuck into Series 2. Excellent. Well, all I can say is you must have a really great team behind you to enable this fantastic podcast. So uh, at this point, I'd really like to thank you both for what was one of my lockdown highlights. And of course, it will continue into whatever the new normal is for for all of us. Um, I'd also like to do a little shout out to Jenny and the marketing team for um, making you two sound great and, and keeping us straight on all of the organization required behind the podcast. And of course, you know, your listeners for joining you guys on a on a weekly basis um we can't do it without you guys so uh we hope you've enjoyed it um keep your questions and thoughts and topics and ideas coming via social at hashtag cx chat um take care stay safe and thanks for tuning in